0: Are you there, God? It's It's us, Sid King and Becca Stevenson. We are two good girls who have gone sad, and we started this podcast to unpack our religious drama together. That's right. We said drama because the best parts of religion are performative. On today's episode, we are so excited to have Madeline Jerkowitz. Um, She was raised in the Midwest and attended Catholic school for 12 years, a fellow Catholic school girly, Um, and she is in her own words, a textbook good girl. Um, she is a professional musician with her writing partner and sister, Lily Jerkowitz. Um, and I'm so good at saying your last name. I've only known you for a full um eight that years. Ago, eight, mm-hmm. eight? Yeah. Well, we graduated five years ago. I You're graduated five years ago. Don't look at me. Okay, whatever. No one needs to know my age. That's a, that's a, that's a company secret. I'm 22. <laughs> I'm 22. Um, And she has released four full length albums and she has toured the US and Europe. Um, I was taking a textiles class and she's like, hey, I'm actually leaving to go travel Europe which is cool um and they're working on their fifth album now which is so exciting because I need more of their music um and in true good girl fashion Madeline's childhood idol was the wholesome fictional good girl detective Nancy Drew and therefore it's only appropriate that Madeline is now studying journalism at Indiana University in Bloomington so welcome Madeline welcome hey Um, good girls hey um I kind of hinted at this but I do know Madeline close and personally um I know her specifically as the girl that lived on my floor freshman year and um the first day of college I said oh my gosh it's you and she said I'm so sorry who are you um, yeah. literally I'll never forget that day it was <laughs> so and, um, you
1: were so enthusiastic and kind and I was like I'm so sorry I just don't remember who you are um I still feel bad about that said um, how did you know each
0: other I love you before that um or not we met you during
1: her? show choir yeah right? so
0: we went to like rival Catholic high schools
1: um rival is
0: a strong term her Catholic high school was like old and cool and mine was like new and had like 12 people at it but we thought we thought everyone was our rival um you didn't do comedy sports I did not but we just had like mutual friends through that and then we like met at choir competitions just kind of like in and around the scene together you know yeah the scene the scene the school scene the Catholic school scene um Yeah. So actually I lied this, we made this whole podcast up just so we could confront you about the day you forgot. (laughs) The day I forgot you. Okay. Well,
2: actually um, before we were talking about our, me and Sid's friendship before we started, but the like before we actually met, Sid went up to a girl who is not me and does not look like me. Like no. objectively, she's like extremely hot, not saying I'm not hot, but like, she's like a hot girl, like capital H, capital G. And she has like light brown hair, like just totally different looking girlies. And Sid was like, I love you on TikTok. And she was like, Wow, I have like five followers. Thank you for being one of them. And Aww. turns out it was another comedian who is lovely, mm-hmm. but not me. We do both have like big eyes. Which yeah, I think they both have
0: a- they both mm-hmm. have eyeballs and eyebrows, and that's what I was going off on. Of. No. But- we were coming off the heels of a pandemic and I had like face blindness. I hadn't seen anybody in person in a hundred years.
2: Listen, I was flattered. So I don't know how she about
1: it. that that's how you approach people. Just very warmly, enthusiastically. I love you on TikTok. In the comedy community,
2: you could probably approach anyone and be like, I love you on TikTok. And then you're like, no way. You're one of my three
1: followers. Honestly, yes.
0: Well, I feel like most like, unless you have like 45K or like 2 million, you have like a couple thousand and you're like, there are people I do not know personally who follow me. So it's I'm not by any means out of the realm of possibility. You I have stalkers yes. and fans. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So we brought you here today, Madeline, um, to like, we want to ask you about your good girl origin story. I know we already touched on the fact that you went to Catholic school um, for 12 years, which is the best and most appropriate amount of time to go to a Catholic school. Um, and yeah, so like what made you a good girl? Oh,
1: where do I begin? Um, well, I am the firstborn kid, firstborn daughter. So there's already like, you know, some perfectionism pressure on there as the firstborn. But I love being the oldest sibling and I love my, my two younger siblings. Um, so that is true origin, you know, first day, October four. 1994. She's born. Um, That made me a triple Libra as well. Triple? Um, Which I don't know if you guys care about astrology. Do you follow that? Sort of like in like a self-centered
2: way. So I don't really know what Libras are. (laughs) Can you tell us some Libra facts?
1: Sure. So Libras, um, I guess that like I'm ruled by the planet Venus, which kind of, I guess that says a lot. Um, like beauty so, and love. Yes, exactly. Balance, okay. beauty, love, harmony, aesthetics. But then, of course, that goes into people pleasing, codependency, um, just needing approval from everybody, which I completely relate to. Um, and as I get older, like I used to hate those things about me and I still kind of do. But I'm like trying to accept that it's okay and recognize that in me. And and that's okay. I love that. Yeah. Uh, that's beautiful. What are you guys? What are your two signs?
0: Um so I'm a Taurus and I kind of hated it growing up because it's a bull and it's just like literally like an ugly kind of sign. I was like I'm not stubborn me being stubborn yeah, yeah. I'm is. not I I'm, pro- I'm, I'm, don't I, even say it I'm not <laughs> I'm literally not stubborn I don't worry heard that um but I think for me I never cared about my sign because I had such raging ADHD I'm like there is like that's my personality there's nothing else it's not controlled by the moon or the stars it's controlled by my focal and extended release like that there's <laughs> much more than my sign um yes. but I I like how everybody is like kind of into it now and like co-star is interesting i don't have the app but people do it for me i just get sent things sometimes yeah. but i think it's really interesting in real in like relationship to people who were raised religious and like still totally. like it's like basically a religion and you're following something so i think and i also think it's interesting that people will like i don't believe in god but the stars they got it going well, on it really is like
1: a kind of a higher power. Yeah. Like these forces that are controlling your life and your personality. So yeah, it's very similar to religion in that way. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm a Sagittarius
2: and okay. um I'm a Aquarius rising. Maybe no one really knows what time I was born because I am the third child. And uh-huh. my mom's like, yeah, your sister was born at 803 a.m. Your brother was born at 9.05 PM and I think you were like midday sometime. (laughs) So, um, based on our best guess and the fact that my sister was at a birthday party, we were able to piece together, um, when I was born. So I think I'm an Aquarius and it actually makes sense because like, I've always felt like Sagittarius are like a little, um, whimsical for me. And I Mm -hmm. think as I've gotten older, I've gotten much less whimsical. I probably as a child, like identified more as a Sagittarius, but now I'm like, I'm a little bit more like structured as a person I would say. Um, yeah, I think Aquarius is are like, like kind of cagey. And I feel like sometimes people feel like they like only know what I want to tell them, which I think is a fact. Um, but I don't know. I I it's funny cuz like when I was younger I would read the Sagittarius things and I would be like, "Oh, I am such a Sagittarius. That makes so much sense." And my mom is also a Sagittarius and we're like the mm-hmm. same person and I was like, "Well, that's why we're the same person. It's not genetics or the fact that she raised me. <laughs> it's that we're Sagittarius." Is. But my brother is also a Sagittarius and he is wow. like opposite personality from us. So, I don't know what that says. But my
0: sister is also a Taurus. That is interesting. No way. Yeah, hers her birthday is April 23rd and mine's April 29th.
2: That's so close together.
0: It's so close together. I would have hated
2: that, but thank God you're the second one.
0: I'm the second and it's also four years. So, Mm. but we also like never really did stuff for our birthdays. I'm sure my mom's listening to this. My mom, who is- she will be listening to this. Hello, Charisse. Um, And be like, we always did stuff for your birthdays. But what are you talking like, about? Well, it, so the end of April is a very interesting time to have a birthday because it's always like the last few weeks of school. In high school, it was the best. Like my birthday fell on closing night of a musical. I was the lead in twice.
2: Oh, which, my God. So that I mean, is dreamy. Wait, my birthday was in um, the day of the Nutcracker when I turned 18 and I was Clara. And I literally <gasps> is there okay,
1: anything better than that.
0: No, no, not at all.
2: Actually, not at all. we've been chasing that high
0: forever. No, also,
2: also, my boyfriend at the time straight up did not come. And I like had a mental breakdown and it still was one of the best days of my life. So oh my <laughs> like God. I, so I literally weird. remember they decorated my friends. My dance friends were so nice. And they decorated the whole dressing room with pictures of me from like my whole life. But yeah, LOL. That just brought back a memory for
0: me. I, I It brought back a memory for me too. I was like, why did we never really celebrate our birthdays? And I was like, oh, because we were always... I was very busy being Sinita shit a music man. Isn't that funny? That's something I
1: think about now. Like as an adult, I just don't have as much energy to do stuff. Um, Like when my plate is full, I'm exhausted. But in high school, I was constantly going, doing all the extracurriculars, staying so late for
0: for theater practice and all that. Yeah, because you, so when did you and Lily start recording music? You were both very young. We were in high school. Yeah, I was...
1: I guess I was a senior and Lily was a sophomore. Yeah. It was really two years apart. Um, yeah. We started making music just for fun. It was like the age of where people were starting to get discovered on YouTube mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So we were like, well, we can sing. We can put stuff on YouTube. Um, not plan- Not like, you know, wanting to get discovered. It was just for right. fun. Um, and so, and I even hate saying like, oh, and then we were discovered cause it's just so cliche and gross, but that's kind of what happened. Wow. Um, and so then we quickly, um, started working with a, a manager and a producer. We made an EP, then we got signed and re-released the EP. Then with that record deal, we made two more records. Then we signed to another label and did two more records and toured like all over it's been my whole life. It's so much of my identity. And so honestly, yeah, that's, that's part of my good girl origin story too, is like becoming a performer at a young age and having like a professional. Yes. Like, yes, that was income for you. That was yes. Like we got an LLC on the day of my 18th birthday. And like, I didn't even know it. Our dad just like got it for us. He like went and like opened up a bank account, like a business bank account for us. And I was like, okay, thanks dad. Like
0: I didn't know what the (laughs) heck the LLC
1: was. I was like trying to focus on like my prom, my upcoming prom or like the finals I had to do or like the theater production I was in. You know, I was just like focused on other things and I don't regret any of it. And I don't wanna speak for Lily because she's not here, my sister and partner, but she does have some regrets. Hmm. she feels like it wasn't, well, we should have, like, it wasn't the right time. We were too young. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: sophomore in high school is like you're a baby.
1: Yeah. Like I can't imagine my brother is 20 and I still can't imagine him doing what we were doing when we were like 16, 17, you know?
2: Yeah. That's wild. Mm-hmm. So did you start singing like at church or at school? What's kind of, how did you get into
1: singing? Yes. I honestly think that going to Catholic school, and going to mass every single week, like, low-key made me the artist I am today, and I didn't really even realize that until later on, looking back, but it's how I learned how to harmonize. Yeah, having along with the congregation, and with the choir, and, like, sight-reading the music in the the Mm books. yeah, Seriously,
0: I totally agree. Like, um, so our school had a huge. I mean, I'm not a professional musician. Um, so yeah, <laughs> not, not yet. yet. There's always time. Look out. <laughs> um, but I, I loved that because, like, my high school, if you remember, had like an 80-person chamber choir, which was hilarious. It was a third of the school was in this chamber that. choir, That's and cool. we had like eight-part harmonies and all this stuff, and we we're singing these like baroque masses. We were singing whole masses and like. I think that was part of it. You know, I don't know. Sometimes people say like on TikTok and stuff that like, if they heard some of these music pieces for the very first time, of course you would believe in God because that's like when you hear the harmonies and it's like yes. the most beautiful thing you've okay. ever heard. Yes. And like we got to sing in some of those cathedrals and um, in, like Indianapolis and everything. And they had amazing acoustics and it like, it is a very transformative experience. And it's also like those churches are so beautiful and everything is gilded and like all. oh my
1: god thing. catholicism goes so hard <laughs> yeah the they're like the
0: art the music beauty is truth and truth is beauty absolutely really, yeah but don't be vain but don't be vain <laughs> no, no 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 of course not <laughs> right the pope has all this stuff but he doesn't like want it he just kind of like has the He stuff. just has
1: to do it
2: god said i had to wear this robe
0: it's (laughs) god's wish
2: it's god's wish um wait i okay not to like totally pivot i would like to talk about the enneagram
1: (laughs) yes please are you familiar with it
2: yes so um my book club read the book and did you read the book that i No, i
1: was introduced to it this is so silly and this is uh, like, I hate myself um, for saying this, but I was introduced to the Enneagram when I was on like a influencer retreat in Joshua Tree sponsored by UGG. And we were like doing all of these like hippie new age like exercises. And the Enneagram was one of the exercises. We like took the quiz and i had never heard of it before. Okay,
2: amazing.
0: I, it's, it's like hippie and new age. So I didn't really know anything about it. Um, I took the quiz yesterday. Um, oh, good. It, and it What's doesn't really- so should, okay. I am, I'm a three. I'm also a three. Oh my God. So interesting. You guys I'm are like a three cusp seven and you're the same. I'm a three wing two. Okay. I'm, I am a 3 wing 2 okay i i do not is wing what
2: that means? Yeah. So if you're a three, you're either a wing two or a wing four. You, if I had to guess,
0: you're a wing four. You are a wing two because you're yeah. a, a, and you're like the most, like, I didn't even have to read what the definition was when I read that. Oh, so okay. Oh, it, wait, let's talk about our yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So, well, okay. First
2: of all, I want to say that the enneagram has like some sort of Christian roots, and I really should have looked into this once I saw <laughs> that you wanted to talk about the enneagram because so I read this book and. Um, we read every book club and I was like, kind of like eh, about it. Cause I was like, I don't want to read like a Christian book for book club. And my friend like was really into it and it ended up being a great book club book. Cause it started like so much conversation and like reflection and everything. Um, so I was just being a hater, but I don't know exactly. Yes. Yeah, is trying to look into it, but it's like, it's like taught in a lot of Christian ter- churches because I think it's sort of like love languagey of like understanding each other. And um, so the book I read gave all of their examples in like very Christian context, which I found kind of hard to figure out which one I was. Cause I was like, well, this guy doesn't seem to like threes. Like he seems to think threes are really cutthroat and intense. And I don't relate to that. And then I've like done a lot more reading and like, there's all those like Instagrams. You should start looking at them now that, you know, which one you are, but there's like coffee and Enneagram and they talk about like um, how you feel in certain situations and that's when I was like oh my god like I really do be doing everything for other people's attention um it's so Can I tell
1: you I did not know it was rooted in Christianity I'm gonna have to look into that that's so crazy but it makes sense it's, yeah
0: what it what does it say so it says that the modern system traces to a largely Bolivian philosopher Oscar Atrazo in the 1960s and 70s and later history okay that was super unhelpful we're gonna cut that out um so (laughs) it's most what i'm finding right now is that it's a very popular christian tool and like it seems like it's used a lot in biblical counseling which that makes sense it's interesting it's so funny to me i don't know Madeline, if you ever feel like this. So talking to Becca, Becca was raised evangelical and she's like, oh, well, we had these tools and all this stuff. And I'm like, if it wasn't like in the um, not the USCCB, what's it called? What's the book? The catechism. Thank you so much. If it wasn't in the catechism, it like it doesn't exist. There is no modernity no. in Catholicism at all, which, as we just said, maybe is part of its strong suit. But um, like we, they would, I feel like this would never be
1: no literally I had no idea that it had those roots but it makes so much sense because the Enneagram really is about like how you relate to others Mm -hmm. and when you're in balance and unbalanced you know like an unbalanced two which is what I am a two which is the helper unbalanced twos are really people-pleasing and codependent but balanced twos are very like generous and giving yeah I think that's super interesting so I'm
0: I gonna say so remember everything I just said about Catholicism just kidding in the 70s it says that students of the person who invented it um, it actually spread to various Catholic communities um and which this makes sense with like the Franciscans and the Jesuits who as we know are the cooler yeah the best so ones cool. <laughs> yeah we don't have to go into that um but that's cool. Oh yeah, it's okay. So and I are
2: threes. That is the performer. And so I originally thought that the performer was like because sometimes they call it the achiever. Mm-hmm. I identify more with the performer as a title. Um, but basically, like the ultimate like drive for a three is for others' attention and like affection and basically like like outward um validation, which is a big thing for me. Like I don't you relate feel like, to that. Yeah, like I don't feel like I like so I wrote like a pilot this year I don't feel that my pilot is good until somebody else tells me my pilot is good and then like even beyond that I'm kind of like I need to win a competition or something or so that I can know that my pilot like I'm like I'll never believe in myself without that kind of validation um and that's sort of like the root of where you where you draw your like energy and approval and stuff which is interesting interesting
1: interesting yeah we need to do more research into this
2: I know I thought I was a seven for a long time which is like the um what is the, the enthusiast because mm-hmm. I thought I was a seven because I don't like feeling strong emotions either happy or sad like I oh, just really? kinda, I kind of like to be like more even keel um but then I actually read that that's also a three thing because you don't like to like react in a way that like other people can see and you don't have control over your reaction which is interesting we yep. were reading
0: that. yesterday that threes and sevens are commonly Confused.
2: Yeah. Okay. We pretend to be sevens. I think.
0: Uh, yeah, because no one wants to be a three, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. My thing is, look, circling back to why I don't really believe in astrology, because once again, ADHD controlled my personality. If you're anxious, that's generalized anxiety disorder, baby. That's anybody not, can
1: have that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't. It could also be because of the position of the planets
1: though.
0: I guess. I don't know. It's, that has been throwing me for a loop a lot lately. I mean, I know that everyone just wants to understand themselves. Like it's harder to to understand yourself than like people around you all honestly, but I'm like therapy, actually, you could figure some stuff out there instead of. I
1: actually think all the time about like back in the day, like 50 to hundred years ago, you know, people were just like living through so much shit and they didn't process it, Mm -hmm. you know? And they didn't do all this. Well, I mean, I'm sure some people did and it was probably in a more spiritual context, but like people didn't regularly go to therapy or talk about their feelings or or do all this self-reflection about what is my personality and what does this say about me? And I find myself doing that so much now because it's very like- in vogue to like really self-reflect and you know there's so many good things that come along with that but also too I'm like I I'm just a person you know like I try to not get in my head so much about like my my Enneagram number or my sign or all that because truly it's like I don't know it freaks me out sometimes
2: yeah well I think and this is like probably not an original thought so sorry to whoever said this first but I think that like we are only able to focus on those things because we are like we, all of our needs are met, like the Maslow's hierarchy things. Like yes. we're not worried about like what we eat in a day and like things like that. And so it's like, then we can worry about like, what is my love language? <laughs> like how yeah. do I express love in a different way than Sid
1: does?
0: Which is actually the like appeal especially uh, uh, in olden times of like consecrated religious life and being a sister or whatever, because all of your needs get met. You are fed, you are supported by the community and then you have all of your time goes to contemplation, which is stressful, but like,
1: isn't that also beautiful like mm -hmm. to take care of each other in this like communal
0: setting. Were you ever, um, called is a strong term but did you ever like contemplate religious life like it was just put in front of us so much I don't know was there any um did any nuns teach at your school we had like one or two um but no I was never taught by them um but they like really put that out there as an option and at least one student per year um normally we had like one male student and one female student go into like discernment official discernment and consecrated yeah. religious life wow. which yeah we have a there's a our wall of fame is just people who have turned into priests and nuns <laughs>
1: amazing <Wow. laughs> that's like the highest honor yeah, sure. No,
0: truly because everybody else um like I don't know all of the people who have graduated from my high school that are cool um probably don't really support my school's values anymore and would not yeah. want to be on a Still on that uh, wall not wall want to be on a wall um, yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's funny you say that because yeah, when I was young, like probably more like in middle school, maybe early high school, that was absolutely an option. And mm-hmm. I did consider being a nun, not seriously, but as just like, you know, letting my mind wander to that place. What would that be like for that to be my vocation? And I always really liked the word vocation. That's um, a good one. I did too.
0: Yeah. I liked the, um, idea that like God, God called you to something. This is your purpose. Like that was, it took so much comfort in that idea.
1: It is Um, comforting. Like your mm -hmm. destiny is really planned out for you. And all you have to do is step into that destiny.
0: Mm -hmm. And it seemed easy. Like I, I know to the outside world becoming a nun seems like an impossible task, but it seemed so easy. I know my dad like contemplated becoming a priest mostly because yeah, there was, um, a priest that was very very good friends with his family and he was like hey if you're interested and he got taken to this like maybe it was like La Jolla or something like one of the most beautiful places in California there is a monastery on this cliffside and he was like yeah I could I could live here I could absolutely live here yeah sounds good um he didn't do that and I'm here now making fun of religion not Um, making fun of religion but well I'm glad that you're here (laughs) I'm glad that
2: that was not his true vocation (laughs) Do you remember when Katy Perry um like kicked a bunch of nuns out of their home because she wanted to build a house
1: in California? Oh my God, yes. I like remember the headlines were like totally bizarre. It was like nun screens at Katy Perry, you know, please don't kill me. Or like something. I I think they went to court. Like Katy Perry and these nuns. Katy Perry started out as a religious singer too, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this was her final, not very Christ-like of her final mm-hmm. battle was kicking the nuns out of their home. I feel like I um the kind of like romanticized being a nun because I um loved Sound of Music.
0: I was just going to say. And and Sister
2: Act. I loved Sister Act when I was little.
0: Because it was so, it was such an accepting version Mm -hmm. of all of that too. It was like this lowly person who lives in Las Vegas, no bigger heathen than person who lives in Las Vegas. Of course. Can even be accepted by the church. And she has things to offer. And I was like, yeah, that and they, sounds cool. And yeah. they sing really fun songs. <laughs> <laughs> that was my whole thing.
1: And it's like a literal sisterhood. Like you're just surrounded by your girlfriends. Yeah. And you sing so and you pray. Sorority origin story. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Watching sister act as a yes. child.
0: So going back, like all of their needs were met. And like, you have a sisterhood. You have support. Oh, so true. Um, okay. I... do love and I think that this goes back to maybe enneagrams a little bit that you loved wearing ashes on ash wednesday I did too
1: there's nothing like more like look at me I am a catholic I am serving my
0: god yes it's the closest we ever got to martyrdom Oh, yes. Like we learned yes. about constantly. They're like, constantly. head might get chopped off at any moment. Babe. At any moment.
1: Literally, when I was little, Sid, I wonder if you relate to this. I haven't thought about this in forever, but literally when I was little, like maybe I'd be like laying in bed trying to fall asleep. And I would think about like someone someday is going to come to me and put a gun to my head and ask me, do you believe in Christ? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say yes, and they will kill me, but it's okay. Like literally that was a scenario. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, all the time. I think that we were confronted with that at school. Like I would say even in grade school. Yes. Did I know, did I know that like a, what a penis and balls, like their function? No, but I was oh, scared at any moment to die for Christ. To die for Christ.
2: Did you no, have that? I don't think so. No? No.
0: <laughs> You're missing out, Becca. I'm like, do I ever feel like I imagined somebody turning? Back? Don't, no, don't get it <laughs> twisted. It was never going to happen. It was just that we like, so, so many of the Catholic saints, like were martyrs and that's yeah. basically how they got their sainthood. Um, and I'm like, but um, circling back, it's like, oh, because you went into an Aboriginal community that really didn't want you there and you like spread smallpox and they killed you. Like, yeah. Okay. Fair enough.
1: Yeah. It's actually, it it's actually colonizing
0: you... under the yeah. guise of, under the guise of, you know, spreading the word evangelizing. Um. Yeah. Lots to learn there. Lots to unpack. There's there's so much to unpack.
1: There's so much that like, I still don't even recognize because it's just in my blood.
2: Yeah, Yeah,
1: that's so interesting. Yeah, I don't think I ever had that. But I also think
2: that I was kind of like, like I never, I've never understood the people. And this is a very now thing to do, to be like, the world is attacking Christians. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think that was a perspective that I got because my church was like, you're a Christian. And if you change churches, you'll go to 12 different ones in this block. Like, it was mm-hmm. like, everyone here is a Christian. There's no one to persecute you. Like we're all the same. And so I feel like I never related to that, but I guess it makes sense that like, if that's part of your lore of, that's probably very rude to call it lore. <laughs> <I think> it's
1: <laughs> so, awesome. that's great. That's amazing. If <laughs> it's part of your background,
2: then like, it makes sense to be like, yeah, I, I might have to face that and not deny christ three times or whatever.
1: It's interesting. Yeah. I know people to this day who still speak like on social media about how Christians are being persecuted. Yeah. And I don't want to dismiss that because I'm sure that's probably true in some contexts. Yeah. But we are are we not like one of the biggest religions and it, our our entire country is kind of founded on those values and principles. I don't know. I'm just like one nation under God. Nation. Yeah, literally, <laughs> literally.
0: Followed by liberty and justice for all, which they seem to have a little bit of a problem with that <laughs> part. Um, they were like mm, well, circling oh, back on I, the God I, thing. That was cool. That was so cool. The God stuff was awesome. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's... It, you're not under fire for gay people existing. That is not an attack on Christianity. Oh, um, yeah. I feel very passionate about that one. Yeah, and, me too. It's weird because like in high school, there just was simply not, no one out in my high school. I know now that there are students who who are out and like in in same sex relationships. Mm-hmm. So that feels like progress, but there just simply wasn't, that at all at my high school. So we, it was like, okay, love the center, hate the sin, moving on. Da, 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 da. So like, I wasn't confronted with that very often, but you also, you did a lot of community theater too. And also you lived in like the more metropolitan area. So you like had to encounter members of the LGBTQ community.
1: Yeah, but it wasn't explicit. We okay. didn't talk about it at school. Certainly. I knew like one gay couple growing up and I didn't meet a Jewish person until like college.
2: That's really interesting. I I knew Jewish people growing up. My, we have some like good family friends who are Jewish and, but I don't think I ever, like, I didn't know anything really. I just was kind of like, oh yeah, they're Jewish. And that means they go to a different temple and And they have fun parties when they're 13. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. they
0: They have different days off from school.
2: Yeah. Yep. And then I moved here and I was like, oh, there's like a lot of, like, there's a, A lot of Jewish people and they
0: celebrate holidays, and we're we're going to a Passover on Saturday. So, are
1: you really? um, Oh, yeah, Yeah, this is the most holy week of the year. It is, I know these blind spots. I mean, I think it's important to like Mm -hmm. acknowledge them for sure, but yeah, geez, look, I'm just like Madeline, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know, it's like just the, it's this little bubble you grow up in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: it's really interesting, like because I mean, getting to know Sid and then my boyfriend's from Wisconsin, like- And Catholic. And Catholic, Catholic. yeah. Yeah. And so like, he's kind of like, he didn't know people who weren't Catholic. And I don't, I mean, I have a few friends who were Catholic, but like, not really. Like we had a Catholic school and a lot of people who went there weren't Catholic, but it just like, people were not like, Catholic was not like number one or two in their identity the way that it seems to Mm -hmm. in some places, which is just so interesting to me that it's like, in- lot of ways the midwest and the south are pretty similar but then also Mm -hmm. like i didn't really know that many catholic people growing up and you probably didn't know that many methodists
0: no there was (laughs) there was one lutheran who went to my grade school and we literally like it's like we punched her in the face every day we treated her horribly just being lutheran but that was like reinforced by the teachers like she would just get sent into the hall to sit down while we were like in theology class it was really bizarre it just doesn't make Um, any sense no it it doesn't and if you're out there grace i hope you're doing well grace <sighs> girl we see you now i'm so Mostly, sorry um did you get to wear your first communion dress to school one day and then like get a class picture
1: oh i don't know if i actually wore it to school
0: there was a whole thing about to it to school yes and they the lutherans didn't have their first communion until they were in fifth grade so she just like kind of wore a dress and like but they like wouldn't let her be in a picture so sad
2: i guess martin luther is like public enemy number one right <laughs> so
0: yeah <laughs> so. Kind of, yeah yeah that's funny um and oh. yeah if i was her parents i simply would have pulled her out because yeah. that was, it was like brutal you know that is something
1: that i thought about too as i get older is like will i put my potential kids in catholic school and i really don't know the answer to that i'm probably leaning no um, although, can I tell you that I loved wearing a uniform? That was the best part.
0: I loved the uniform. I loved actually most aspects of being at a Catholic school. The education, um, mm, like the theology stuff, that was not great, but I think that that was pretty specific to like my county at the end of the day.
1: Sure. So like, there's I- a lot of camaraderie. Because yeah. the school was small well, and what I, there were cliques, but like yeah. the hierarchy was not as severe as it might be in like some other sort of huge public school, you know, like yeah. I was still friends with everybody.
0: Yeah. All the public schools around us too were like enormous. And you yeah, like, I know you were super involved and like, that was literally not a possibility at those big schools. Like you had, you picked one activity and that was your life. Mm-hmm. And I uh, listen. I
2: went to a big public school, and I was really involved. So you just gotta try hard. <laughs> no, they,
0: they they literally wouldn't let you. Like the coaches three wouldn't.
2: Well, you. I don't think you could do like. Well, yeah, you can't like mix. I mean, you could do like a morning like meeting activity and then an after school activity. You can't like. No, I was allowed to like
0: be a varsity cheerleader and be a lead in the school production of The Music Man. How has that come up three times? That's so Amazing. crazy. How many students were in your like in your grade? Mine was 172 in my graduating oh, class. Oh, so it's not that small. Oh, that's
1: probably The exact number. I think mine was probably around 200.
0: My mother was the admissions director. I I held right. 172 very close to my heart for some reason. It was mm-hmm. also okay. So what I was gonna say, um, when you said like Catholic wasn't their identity, it didn't feel like my identity either because everybody was Catholic. I was like right. I was like the theater kid. I was like the like the comedy person um because I did competitive improv in high school um love. comedy
2: sports is an oxymoron and I love it
0: yeah well it also it's so comedy, funny it's comedy sports with a z mind you
2: it has to because sports wouldn't let them <laughs> no. brand as regular sports They're no. like you
0: have to have a z you have to have a you're z. gonna do it. I was so
1: jealous of the kids <laughs> in comedy sports because I thought they were so talented and like witty and quick and funny and I just like wasn't that fast um, I always wished I could have been in comedy sports and like looking back, I probably could have auditioned and yeah. gotten in, but <laughs> I was like, no, it. those guys are so much funnier and smarter than me. It's so never late. take an
0: improv class in Bloomington. Actually, that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Do it. Maybe I you should. There's like also a pretty good, like comedy community in Bloomington because they feed into like second city in Chicago and stuff. Huh. Well, um, yeah. so, okay. Like, let's talk about because I was also very latent in my like drinking and substance kind of participation and latent in other things as well. Like even so for you, was it because you were still like active in the church? Um, you mentioned giving up something for Lent earlier. So what it like? I'm asking the like five questions right now. But like um what like prompted or I guess slowed j- down your like entrance into the world and then like what I guess what's your relationship with religion now?
1: Yeah, well I mean I am like I said textbook good girl. Uh-huh. I did not party in high school. I remember the kids who did party in high school and I thought they were so bad and I was very judgmental internally. It's not like I said anything to them, but like um this whole that. Week- <laughs> What I probably said stuff, not too bad, oh, yeah. like about them. Sure, like gossiped about, like oh my god, I can't believe like what they're doing, like very holier than now and like self righteous mm-hmm. because well, frankly, you know, I was kind of taught to be yeah, well righteous, like to be as holy and as pure as possible. And so of course, every time Lent would come around, um, you give up something. It was always masturbating, giving it up for Lent. So you never stopped. with it. Okay,
0: so we only we only paused for a second because we talk about this a lot. Both of us didn't know women could masturbate until we were in our twenties.
1: Are you? Wait, did you guys not start until you were in your twenties? No,
2: I had no idea it existed, and once I found out it existed, I still took many years to go past that. Yeah,
0: I thought it was for people who have had sex before. I like didn't know. No, I didn't understand it I didn't get it because you know what's not taught in Catholicism one they're taught that you're taught that like sex is great because you know what it gives you babies Mm -hmm. but um like female pleasure isn't even presented as a concept like I had no idea sex can be for women too um yeah still working on that
2: (laughs) I think a lot of people struggle with that like even after they get married and stuff like I think it's a real thing that I some of the people that I still follow who are like still very religious have been posting about it a lot and I think it's like a real struggle that Christian women have is like you get married and you're like okay now it's supposed to be this like amazing experience and then you're like
0: oh and (laughs) you don't immediately feel safe and comfortable and like the guilt doesn't go away um yeah I hear people talk about that a lot like marriage does like like a wedding doesn't really do anything. It doesn't really reset your brain. Like there's still no things you have to work through. Yeah. So that's so interesting. Absolutely. And, were-
1: and like, I don't know if like, I guess we can keep this in. Like I started masturbating really young. I don't uh-huh. know why I couldn't tell you. Um, but it like, so I carried around that like weird guilt, shame for, for
0: years because Just knowing cannot talk about it.
1: No. no and just like knowing that what i was doing was so fun but was in such a good like stress reliever like when you're like anxious all the time um but like it was just bad something about it i couldn't put my finger on it but it was bad it was like unholy and i shouldn't be doing it so i gave it up every year for lent um, you know, I gave it up as my new year's resolution every year. Yeah. I was and like, even, oh my God, th- you know what? I think this is true. Like, you know, when you blow out your candles on your birthday and you like, it's kind of like, you're like setting your goals for your birthday. Like all the wishes that you have. Like, I think uh-huh. I even internalized it to that point. I was oh, like, gosh. it's a new year. It's a new me. I won't do this anymore. Isn't that mm. so weird? That's um, so sad. It is like, sad. And it's something I'm still getting over. Yeah. I,
0: yeah. I was like. The- I, I kind of did the same thing but um like with literally just kissing my boyfriend. Like have I ever told yeah. you that so you know I had that high school boyfriend we dated for 4 years. I yeah. never saw his penis the whole time. Never not once. No. He saw my boobs um th- after 3 years of dating and cried. <laughs> oh my god. Because we they were did. so beautiful. Because, exactly. uh, yeah, because they were so beautiful. No, he was like I can't believe I drove you to that like you, like, he felt
1: guilty about, he like, felt,
0: yeah. oh, my God, and I like, you
1: really, made you impure.
0: Mm-hmm. Because I talked about purity all the time and, like, how important it was to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you know
2: the term purity? Because I feel like I never, I never would have framed it that way until I'm adult, until I was an adult looking back, being, like, purity culture is bad. But I think, I don't think I ever was, like, I need to be pure. I was just, like, I can't have sex until I'm married. Like, I feel like it was very like point blank. It wasn't like, I'm gonna taint myself. It was just like, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is the rule I'm gonna follow it.
1: No, it was definitely, at least in my experience, it was definitely about the purity and that like literally the the older adults who were teaching us about kind of this like abstinence, you know, sex ed were like, if you have sex, you will um collect these diseases, like you will collect these parts of other people and it will erode your soul. And you will get these diseases it was all about like the scary stuff interesting did you
0: have the um, soul analogy that was um every sin every sin you have is a stain and confession just like washes the cloth but the stain was always there
1: no that's
0: so heavy
2: yeah, I remember learning that you give give a part of yourself mm-hmm. to someone every time you have sex with them. So it's like yes,
0: or like a piece of gum or something. Away. And
2: yeah. it's like yeah. every
1: partner like chews it up until you're like a gross little nasty ball of gum, and nobody wants you. And I'm like, that is wait, so yes, okay, this is this is good. That's
0: good. a that's a good <laughs> one. So we do have um um in our we're gonna say in the good girl glossary um yeah. for, like a good girl bingo card um yeah. What was your favorite? And or worst um, purity culture like so we have one that was um, give it good give, give an example so
2: <laughs> so when I was in high school the youth pastor told us that um, when you had sex outside of marriage that was like you were cheating on God and that was honestly, that like stuck with, I mean, I I talk about it in my comedy set, but like it's, that was literally like in my brain, like, well, I'm not going to cheat on God. Like whatever I do, I can't cheat on God. That's the worst thing you could possibly do. And I feel like that was like, I mean, he probably doesn't even remember that he said it. He just like threw it out one time and was like, see if that one sticks, Mm -hmm. but it is like ingrained in my brain. And I still think about it as a 29 year old adult.
0: And they always gave us the crazy, um, so the cork one, what what was it like? Once you on un- no, that was the one we made up. The cork. Oh, the toothpaste. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's so good. I <laughs> we, use it we, we played this game
2: in a in a series of games we called "Purity Ring of Fire." And um, oh my god, I love that. Thank you. And the one of the questions was which of the following is not a metaphor for virginity? And it was like, mm-hmm. or like, which one doesn't describe it? So it was like
1: the cow, which do you know, the, the cow one? flower. I don't know the cow.
0: Why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free?
1: Oh, I do know that one. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: And then um, the flower, which is like the crumpled flower. That's Mm -hmm. what they talk talk about that in Jane Jane the Virgin, Virgin. which by the way, Jane the Virgin, I feel like enlightened me on like so many levels of like the ridiculousness of it all, because like, I don't think I even realized And I watched Jane the Virgin and I was like, oh my God, people said this stuff to me. And this is a comedy.
0: Oh no. When I was watching it, I was like, finally something for me. (laughs)
2: oh my god
1: i've never seen it i'm
0: gonna oh you have to
2: watch it it's so good it's also it's just like it's so fascinating like she is like saving sex for marriage and then she gets pregnant artificially intimidated it's not a spoiler but it's it's the whole thing yeah Yeah. but it's like then she goes through like all these journeys of like having sex outside of marriage for the first time or maybe she i'm not gonna spoil it because i don't remember but and she like really kind of grapples with all this like real life stuff but then it's all like wrapped around this like ridiculous narrative that she's been taught about the crumpled flower of like once you crumple a flower you can't like uncrumple it
0: I think that that is the cold open in the first episode is her grandma giving her a flower and she's like if you crumple it and then like she holds on to this uncrumpled flower for like the duration of however long she yeah. has the flower but that's like the cold open of the first episode yeah, um, yeah so the gum one we had I had not heard that one But people
2: also say that um, in the Taylor Swift song, (laughs) uh, All Too Well, where she talks about I'm a crumpled up piece of paper lying here. And that is like everyone. That's like another like analogy that people used to use in church. They would like crumple up the paper and be like, you can't, you can iron it. You still can't uncrumple the paper. And that's like people, that's why people think that Taylor lost her virginity to Chick Gyllenhaal because she was a crumpled up piece of paper. You can never straighten that back out.
1: The theories, the fan theories. But also
0: we're not here to speculate about Taylor Swift's virginity. Listen, we are (laughs) and we will. Um, I'm just glad it wasn't John Mayer. um, So... I know, I know we've been talking for what's okay. They don't have, I don't have to say we've been talking for a while. It's a podcast. That's how it works. We can um, edit this down. Right? Yeah. I I also,
2: I don't think we will ever tire of these topics. Like we, no. we basically had to start a podcast because it was like, well, we could talk about this so much that we might as well. Yeah. We
1: it. might as well record it. Yeah. I really love it. You guys, honestly, like I don't know any other show that is doing this, tackling this topic. I think it's so fun. It's like really like vulnerable and honest and funny. I don't know. It's brilliant. I love you guys. Thank
0: you. you. Um, I did. And I wanted to especially give you an opportunity to talk about it. Um, I didn't have a seamless way to transition into your sobriety journey. Um, and how like AA is combining with like your religious past and your upbringing. Um, so I'm just going to give you the floor.
1: Okay. Yeah. So something that I've been really like meditating on lately is my relationship to God and my higher power through my sobriety. And this is my second time getting sober, but my first time going through AA and even saying that out loud, I'm surprised. It just didn't seem like something I would ever do. Um, I got sober for the first time summer of 2020 and I, it was just an experiment because I was really unhappy, but also we were deep in a pandemic. So like right. it was mm-hmm. the worst moment of my life up to that point. And um, so I was like, I'm just going to cut out alcohol and see what happens. And it was the best Um, I learned so much about myself. I became so much more at peace and grounded. And like before I quit drinking, I really thought that I had all of these like undiagnosed mental illnesses. And I do have anxiety. Like I take an antidepressant daily. Like it is something that I do legitimately have, but like, I really thought that I was going fucking crazy. Um, And then I cut out alcohol and on my mood, just like got regulated. And I was like, Oh my God, I guess this is all I had to do. Um, and so then I started drinking again after like a year of sobriety because, um, I just wanted to have fun. You know, I felt like I needed it to like go out with, with friends and everybody in my life was drinking. And I was like, fuck it. I'll just try it again. Can't do it. Can't moderate, feel like (laughs) shit, do stupid things. It's not for me. Um, and life is long. I will probably drink again, (laughs) but at this moment, it's important for me to be sober because I am making all of these big life changes. Going back to school is really big. I'm in a committed relationship. It's long distance. That's really big. I'm working on my fifth record. That's really big. And I'm hoping to get a record deal and like go back on tour and stuff. And like, I just need to maintain my balance again, Libra, um, Libra energy (laughs) is like, keep my balance, keep my head on because I've got all this big stuff happening in my life. Um, and because alcoholism is a progressive disease or so they say, um, and I did, did not identify with the term alcoholic, but honestly, at this point, I'm like, fuck it. I guess I am. I'll just, I'll just take that term and identify with it, you know, in order to take the next step, you know, it doesn't really mean that much to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but they say alcoholism is a progressive disease. And so I did feel that, that, you know, trying to quit the second time around was a lot harder. Um, and so I was like, maybe I'll give AA a try. One of my good friends from high school has been in the program for like 10 months. I'm really proud of him. And he and I had a conversation and he was like, just go, just like, see what it's about. If you don't like it, you don't have to stick around. Um, and once he said that to me, I did feel this like sense of relief and surrender which is what they say. Um, and I, and I went to a couple meetings and it was really weird and uncomfortable. And, um, I now go to this women's meeting pretty regularly and I just got a sponsor like literally yesterday. Um, and I'm really nervous to work the steps. I don't know what it's going to mean for me. I don't know what it's going to bring up. And I think it's going to make me kind of face a lot of the kind of good girl aspects of myself that I had been trying to medicate, um, with alcohol. So I'm like super nervous to see what that does. But one cool thing is the whole higher power aspect. And honestly, that was something that I was really like not interested in. And that's something that like turned me off from AA the first time around getting sober because I was like, I felt so detached from my Catholicism and I felt like Jesus and God were like characters from my past. You know, they, they were these big forces in my life back in my childhood, but I just like didn't even think about them anymore. I didn't pray um, or any of that. And I actually even, I'm like, this is bad to admit, but I even like see people on social media continuing to practice their faith out loud. And I'm like, you fucking losers. Like you really believe in this shit. Like, you know, like I had really come so far away from Mm -hmm. that whole part of my life, my entire upbringing. Um, so I was really nervous about like having to come to terms with that and like, believe in a higher power, but it's been really cool because I just am trying to stay open-minded and like step into the mystery because it is a mystery. Right. And you know that that's even one of the the little hymns that you sing in mass, like the mystery of faith, you know. And then you sing, Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. It's literally the mystery of faith, and like nobody really. <laughs> no. knows. That's like
0: that's sending me into orbit. I oh my god, never really thought about it that way. I guess, and that's like the the mysteries of like that's the whole point of the rosary, right? Yes, yes, I it's guess like, so. You um, there's like the the right. They're called the mysteries. are they wait wait, that sounds right could you explain
2: rosaries to me and like their purpose and how you use them um I I,
0: I just have to say this really quick I literally yesterday on the subway saw somebody wearing a rosary and I was like you're not allowed to wear them oh you can't wear that it's not a a necklace I was like Sid you don't what why why am I still so judgmental about the way people practice so it's so weird that I like you still hold on to like just the judgmental aspects absolutely and I, I always feel like i was i'm like well i'm a better catholic than you i can say the rosary in three languages english latin and spanish is that um, true
1: wow i'm impressed uh,
0: uh, yeah they they we did it a lot we did a lot um well i guess just like the the three main prayers like the our father the Hail mary and the um through him with glory him, be. Amen, and the unity of the Holy spirit one oh, god forever and ever amen what's the what's that one called See? is that the glory Be. Yeah. is that what you call it oh uh, yes I think so.
1: Lord, um, look at
0: us. We don't even fucking know. <laughs> I know, terrible, but, terrible, but I like, we you're
1: judging everybody else.
0: But, but when I talk to people who are like, Oh, like, I don't know, our famous kind of priesters. I was like, well, I was I'm like, what? why am I righteous about yeah. something that I don't participate anymore? So obviously it still has like a grip on me, but, um, would you like to explain the rosary while I look up mysteries?
1: Absolutely. So honestly, I love the rosary. I think it's really beautiful. It's a meditative practice. Um, it's like a a little kind of necklace. You're not supposed to wear it, but it's got 10 rounds of 10 beads. Um, And so you're supposed to say the Hail Mary 10 times and then um, an Our Father and then uh, 10 Hail Marys again and then another Our Father. Um, And you just go all the way around and they're called um, decades of the rosary. And you can say the rosary um, for like specific seasons of your life or I don't know. I just think it's really beautiful.
0: Examples are you focus on something that like happened in Jesus's life. So the annunciation of the angel to Gabriel, Mary, the visitation of Mary to Elizabeth, the birth of Jesus. And you, um, there's a lot of like devotionals and things you can read along with. That'll be like, this is how Mary was feeling in that moment. Feel that with Mary. It's a
1: whole experience. It really is. Yeah. So it's
0: sort of like, um, like mindfulness practice.
1: Yes. And what what guided meditation,
0: a little yes, is, yeah it is but a little
2: bit of a guided meditation hypnotism. thinking about like like a, a happy place and like what it what you hear and what you feel and what you see oh yeah and I think like I don't know I think that's one of the things that I do really like about religion and I think it's like really helpful for the church to like teach you almost like self-soothing techniques like prayer and I think you know like meditating and Jesus and stuff like that I think is really helpful and it gets hard when you like attach it to all these other like judgmental things where you're like braiding yourself right. or
0: also mm-hmm. like prayers getting answered or not getting answered when that starts to like is God paying attention to me am I doing anything wrong am I doing anything right like that I think is uh, where it really tripped me up but yeah yeah
2: I have found myself like even, I mean, I don't go to church anymore. I, I, I went to church like semi-regularly when I moved to New York. So I kind of stopped going to church in general, but I definitely still like find myself like praying when I'm really stressed about things or like really worried and
0: plane hits turbulence. (laughs) Modernos quia centrae sanctificator. Yeah. And once again, I'm like, I know what in Latin. Remember, I used to be really good at this. <laughs> yeah, we
2: we do we we do the more like, hey God, it's me. Like, <laughs> it's your girl.
1: That's what
2: yeah. I feel like. People who were raised Catholic cannot relate to is like the very, um like I guess evangelical way of speaking to God, where it's like He's your. Buddy, and you're yeah. like,
1: hey God, no. just want to check in. <laughs> yeah. And no, he's not God. my friend. He is my father. Yeah. I respect my father.
2: Yeah. I mean, oh, like, I was like, he's my bestie. Like I was like, no, I mean, proud. I think that that's
1: healthy. I think that that's beautiful. I
2: think that's great too. I do. It is one thing that I like, I actually was talking about this with my boyfriend recently. Like that is something that I want to impart on my children. I do think that I want my children to like, feel like there's somebody watching after them, even if I'm not there, my hypothetical children who don't exist. But like, <laughs> I just, I do think that will be something that, yeah. Like I want them to have that like comfort, like be able to take comfort in like knowing that someone is watching
1: out for them yeah Um, it is a comfort and I love how you said there are these self-soothing techniques it's so true the rosary especially is just very meditative and when you're all together like do you remember doing the living rosary at school yes and it was really dark you know we had candles and everybody's in the same room we're all praying at the same time it's very chanty and hypnotic and meditative and it's just good vibes
0: and you know um, not as good vibes, but similar things. Stations of the cross. Um oh, Easter is coming up. Yeah. That was, oh, cut that out. This is this is timeless. Um <laughs> <But> <laughs> Easter exists. Easter exists <laughs> and it happens once a year and on different days of the year. Isn't that fun? Um, but like Stations of the Cross, I was it was like always so impactful. And like I remember I would always cry. Yes, um, I would cry. Okay. Is there anything else you would like to say before we play our little game, our silly little game?
1: I'm very excited for the silly game. Um, I guess all I would say is that like my relationship with God or like slash higher power now is, and this is so silly, but like I saw this tweet recently that was like, oranges come pre-sliced. And you're trying to tell me there's no such thing as God, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And so I just think that that's a very sweet playful joyful approach and attitude to have when it comes to understanding your higher power and that's the that's the kind of attitude that I'm trying to have right now um thinking about my higher power like in the context of AA and outside of AA Mm -hmm. I just want I want God to be my best friend Becca like your God is I just think that's really cool and I so appreciate all of the knowledge that I got growing up in the Catholic church and going to Catholic school for so long because we get to joke about it now. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was, it was a beautiful way to grow up. I think of course there's all this baggage too.
0: Yeah. I've always been really thankful of learning a sense of right and wrong. Maybe I learned the wrong things were right? Yeah. Right. Be, like feeling conviction. Okay.
1: So yeah, um, that's it. I just I'm trying to have a like a playful joyful approach to religion that. now and I think that that's like the healthiest way. All the judgment and stuff, trying to unlearn that, get rid of that.
0: Yeah, and I think that's like a like, a big reason we do this too is um like and that's like the good girls gone sad, like not bad. It's not taking a huge step away and like no. your life goes what like whatever like the Catholic girl goes crazy. It's like a relationship with religion is like an ongoing thing that you have to develop and you have to acknowledge whether it's, you always have one, whether you want to or not. So I love your approach.
2: Yeah. I, I do think that like through starting this podcast and the show and everything, like, I feel like I've reflected on my own relationship which I think I had just pushed aside for a really long time and Mm -hmm. I don't think that was helpful for me either like I I would talk about it in therapy and she would be like well what's like what do you feel about religion and I'd be like I don't know anyway um (laughs) like I want to talk about my job or whatever it is yeah yeah I think that it's like I don't know it's interesting coming to a point where you're kind of like okay these parts of religion I don't like but like this spirituality I don't dislike and I I like having these connections and things like that um and I think that'll be really interesting to see with like the next generation because I think our generation is like okay purity culture is bad so like
0: Mm -hmm. how do we even people who are like very active practicing Christians they're like we cannot approach things like this anymore it's so it's
1: unhealthy it's dangerous
0: yeah yeah Yeah. so that's like super encouraging to see so yeah i I am super curious how it's gonna go all right are we ready we're gonna play our game now what's the name of the game um it's a game we're calling snack time and we're gonna ask you to spot the fake veggie tales silly song
2: wait i do want to ask a question though so where did you all watch veggie tales growing up was it an at-home experience or was it at church or was it at school
0: we had every single vhs they made at home. At home. Wow. I know. Wow. They More collect- dedicated than I. I'm
2: impressed. I think we just watched them in church and like in okay. like in um Sunday school.
1: Sunday school. Which-
2: I think it's less of a thing for Catholic people, right? Because you went to
0: school all the time for. Um. So is that I true? think they would still come and take like little kids away during the homily. They would take them away. They would no, take the little kids. Before. <laughs> it was before church. Oh, so no, there was. I think there there was some kind of after school thing or after church thing, if you wanted it, but that was basically only for kids who weren't in Catholic school. Mm -hmm. And then they would take really little kids away during the homily. And like, I don't know, feed them snacks. I don't know. Play with
1: them or something. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah.
0: And then be like, look at the Look at those little ones learning the word of God. And then there was the kids' Bible. And they would, do you know what I'm talking about? They oh, yeah. I have it up down yes. the there's like this huge Bible, and there would be an adult and it would be like a parade of little children worshipping this big Bible. That's like a very specific memory I'm having right it's now. Comical. Okay. I'm gonna reintroduce the game so we can it's game time. It's game time. It is game time. So yes, it's called snack time. We're gonna ask you to spot the fake veggie silly song. Um, and that's that's all I'm gonna give you. Okay, are you ready for question one? I'm ready. Your options are a love my lips, B happy tooth day, or C the nosy narwhal.
1: And I'm picking the one that is not a real song. Mm -hmm. Two of those are real. Oh my God. I'm going to say the one about the narwhal. That is not real.
0: It's not real. Oh, Good job. Okay. What's Um, the one about the lips? Um, love my lips. So that one, um, Larry is like in a therapist office and he has a he's like talking about a dream he has where he loses his lips. And he's like, I can't lose my lips. I love my lips.
2: Aww. I don't remember that. I, I basically only remember where's my hairbrush. If you want that, I can't. Yes. Oh my God. Okay. Um, Larry looks like Bill Clinton. I literally said that when I was like eight and it is the Wait, most. Is that
0: true? Look him up. He kind of does. So, um, this is real. I had like the biggest crush on the British asparagus. No. Are you serious? Oh my God. Archibald asparagus. I was like, that's a man with authority stop
2: (laughs) wow i'm learning so much about you right now
0: see the thing is so yeah famously my big three celebrity crushes were anderson cooper
1: Love that. Fair. My
0: second big celebrity crush, Al Roker. I had a huge crush oh on Al Roker. you
1: serious? <laughs> I mean, he, he is, adorable. is adorable. I,
0: like, I think because he was on The Proud Family. And like, I also thought like on The Proud Family, he's kind of like magic. Like he just like appears. He and is appears. magic. Yeah. And I was like, and then I think the thing that made me so excited is that he was an animated person that also existed because I like loved cartoons mm-hmm. and stuff. And they're like, yeah. Well, no, that guy is real. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is like it's extra a, layer. Of he's the love of my life. Magic. So here's <laughs> my
2: question: Number one, why do you keep dating guys who are your age and or younger when you
0: obviously, or obviously you date a
2: man who's twenty five years older than you? Is six years not enough for you? Obviously, you're <laughs> like, oh,
1: I'm not attracted to that many people. Yeah, because you're looking too young. You know what? Actually, this self reflection could. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe okay, you date older. Oh
0: moving wow. on anyway yeah archibald asparagus hot man with authority and he was british that bow tie skinny legend <laughs> skinny legend oh <laughs> well cause he also like didn't he play jonah in the veggie tales jonah movie and i was like lead main character leading
2: man yeah okay okay number two a sneeze if you need to b the throat wore a coat or c the belly button song and you're picking the fake one
1: god these all sound so fake um I think the belly button song is real I think I remember that one <laughs> I'm gonna say sneeze if you need to
0: sneeze if you need to is real Is yes. Yeah, actually the throat wore a coat which I'm impressed with you
2: what did were you wearing a scarf one day and you were like the throat is currently wearing a coat like how did you come up with that <laughs>
0: i i cannot tell you the inner workings of my mind oh my goodness genius work. okay i'm okay so the premise of this is that bob the tomato unable to sneeze goes to the doctor
2: the thing that i definitely did not remember is how many accents
0: they have going on oh like, i yeah i'm not sure if it's offensive or not someone please weigh in
2: like why is the receptionist like very italian oh,
0: mr <laughs> Lunt is extremely italian so the funny. tomato isn't italian which is interesting oh mm-hmm. speaking of veggie tales the lore runs deep with me. I was Bob the Tomato for Halloween one year and my friend was Larry the Cucumber.
2: I like that. I think oh, We got so adorable. much candy in
0: that Catholic neighborhood. Everyone's like, not Barbara. Come look at these kids. It's Bob and Larry. Oh, oh my God. God that's no, adorable. I, thought recent.
2: <laughs> I thought you meant like two years ago. I had more respect, but I thought it was like two years ago.
0: Okay. Well, you know, there's still time. You I, 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 maybe, maybe this, this <laughs> year.
2: The two of you this year? <laughs> I think I we know. have to. I think I don't, we have to. I think I already promised. I think I said
0: I would be Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just keep the green paint and be Larry both times. Yeah, that's so true. Okay. Um, are you ready for question three? Oh I'm ready. A, the yodeling veterinarian of the Alps. B, the biscuit of Katmandu. C, the dance of the cucumber.
1: These are like impossible. Yeah. Um, and also props to you for coming up with really bizarre names. It's all said. I'm going to say, what was the middle one? The Biscuit of Kathmandu. I'm going to say that. That is not real. <laughs>
0: you got it right. Yes! Yay. Um, So the Dance of the Cucumber is actually one of like, I feel like mo- one of the more famous ones. Um, I'm a little nervous. I forgot Larry's wearing a sombrero. So we'll see how this sounds. We'll see. Oh, have forgot that the whole gimmick of this one is that Larry is speaking Spanish and Bob dramatically translates it to camera.
2: Oh, I remember this one. Yeah. Number four. A, Pizza Angel, B, Nuts for Nathaniel, or C, his cheeseburger. These are impossible. I don't know how. I think
0: I
1: remember his cheeseburger being a good one. We should listen to that one later. I'm going to say Pizza Angel is not real.
0: Oh, it's Nuts for Nathaniel.
1: Oh, damn. I thought maybe I'll Nathaniel was like,
0: you <laughs> know, so like a I, character. I had a list of all of them up and I just kind of ideated from there. So if anybody needs me needs to employ a very specific skill of coming up with amazing Silly Song titles, I'm your girl. Silly Songs I with can... Sid. Silly Songs with Sid. <gasps> I love it. Oh my God. We can name it that. We can. We can. We, we can. <laughs> Question five. You ready? Okay. The SUV song. The Water Buffalo song. Hats! Exclamation point!
1: <laughs> oh my god! The SUV song—they're not going to be singing about an SUV in this show. Okay, they do. They sure do. Are, Are you, you
0: serious? Yeah. the The correct answer is hats! Exclamation point! Which I'm gonna—I maybe you can write it, musician. right Absolutely, I'll get right we, on that. Should we write hats right now? What do hat, we think? The musical. <laughs> what do we think? Oh, it would definitely be like i a baseball hat and also a hat that is a sun hat I knew, and on hat. I was
2: literally going to say jellico Hats and <laughs> <laughs> I was
0: literally imagining Taylor R- Swift. Rabbinical Hats. Because Rabbinical Cats is one of the lines, which means that some of the cats and Cats are rabbis, which is amazing.
1: Oh my God. So many worlds colliding right now. My mind is blown.
0: We're writing this. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So the SUV song is real and I won't even justify it by playing it. Um, I think Larry has a girlfriend and she's like, and they just sing about like my sport utility vehicle and then they just name a bunch of features and i'm like were they paid off by big suv <gasps> sure they
1: must way. have been because
0: it's like it's so product placementy but there's no um there's no like brand name in it so listen to that one on your own time and i, I say it with the play
1: this is an instance where I'm like actually disappointed that I'm sober because I just want to get high and listen to these songs and laugh my ass off.
0: You know what? I, day. I listened to these like, I listened to like 20 of these yesterday, completely sober. It is a good time. No matter what. You okay, might I'm feel gonna do high. It. You might feel high. high. Yeah. yeah. It'll give you a okay. natural high. I just have to say when I was a
2: child, my mom drove a minivan and I was like so jealous of people whose moms drove SUVs. And now I'm like, Oh, was this? implanted in my brain at age four and literally veggie Tales propaganded me into thinking SUVs are cool. Maybe that is,
0: that is an interesting thought.
2: Okay, number six. This is the the last final okay. the last final one. Um a the hairbrush song B the pirates who don't do anything or C polka dotted donuts.
0: C.
1: Yeah you should have I know sport. those other two.
0: I know I should have I should have softballed you at the beginning because we all know Oh, where is my hairbrush? Oh, I thought we were going to do this in unison. Oh, sorry. sorry. I liked it when you did this. Oh, where is my hairbrush? Oh, where is my hairbrush?
2: Oh, where, 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 where where, where,
0: where? is my hairbrush? Okay, I did not
2: remember the tune of the Pirates Who Don't Do Anything, but I I do remember the title.
0: We are are the pirates who don't do do anything. anything. We just sit around and da-da-da. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, It's coming back to me. And then polka dotted donuts does not exist, but I, the VeggieTales are like good at polka. So I think polka dotted donuts would be really good. Truly said, I see a career
1: in this for you. I do.
0: As specific. It's (laughs) coming up with the wrong things for all these games we play is like, it's better than Wordle to me. Okay. I think we should wrap it up. We can keep talking, but let's wrap it up. Yeah.
2: Um, we would love to know if you
1: um, would like to pass the
2: offertory plate. Anything you'd like for people to maybe toss a little money in your plate? Uh, just let us know.
1: That is so sweet. I love that. Um, I would like to offer up my Instagram handle at um, lilandmad on IG. Um, and then you can find my music on Every platform, Lily and Madeline. Um Love it. Love and, yeah, it. we're we're working on more music
0: now. And awesome. ladies and gentlemen, folks, like their music is so good, their ha- harmonies are so haunting. Like, I know that I it is like the biggest honor of my life to be friends with Madeline. So Mecca's like, what am I? No, but I see it. You're like the coolest person I've ever um, zoomed. You should <laughs> She's the cool, you're the coolest person she's ever zoomed. I, and listen, I've like, zoomed, a lot of people. She zoomed a lot of people. She's zoomed a lot of people in 2022. Have. Okay, I've um, zoomed many people. Um, also, if you've ever seen, um, oh, what movie were you just oh, in? Oh, my god, actually, I have a
1: funny story. So, um, our song is in the, the movie from I guess it was like 2020 to 2021. It's called um, Promising Young Woman. Yes, that's the movie. Wow, uh huh, wait, that's yeah, cool. we have, we there have a period- song. They're
0: like and close I, personal friends with John Mellencamp. Wow.
1: We are, yes. He's mm-hmm. like Uncle John. Because um, he's completely too. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Southern Indiana roots. Um, Yeah, okay, so our song is in Promising Young Woman, but then I went to a funeral like last fall and my great uncle comes up to me and he's like, oh, Madeline, I saw that your song was in that n- new film, um, Upcoming Young Girl.
0: <laughs> Iconic, <laughs> rewrite. <laughs> That's amazing. That's like plucky upstart. That's a very different,
1: <laughs> very different title. It, Have it's you the really seen Walmart the movie? version? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but Can't Help The Way That I Feel is such a, is such a bop. So you can
2: follow <laughs> me. <laughs> amazing. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm at the Becca Stevenson and on TikTok and Twitter at the real underscore Becca. And you can follow Good Girls Gone Sad at Good Girls Gone Sad on Instagram or TikTok. You'd be our 18th follower. Although by the time
0: this comes out, we're going to have like 80 million. We're going to have 8 million followers. And you can follow me on Instagram at Sid period, the period King. And if you're feeling frisky, follow me on Twitter. I think it's Sid J. King. Um, And my name is Little Seal Girl Living in Real World. Can't miss it. Thanks so much. Um, We hope you're feeling less sad and more good.
1: hundred percent. I feel great. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing
2: everything with us. It was so nice to meet you. I can now see why Sid is obsessed with
1: you. Oh my gosh. You guys are the best. This was really, really fun. I'm honored that you would invite me to be um, on your show. And I'm really excited uh, to see you live. Oh, where is my
2: hairbrush? Oh, where is my hairbrush? thank you to our amazing guest madeline and thank you to dj skip to my luke who produced our amazing intro theme you can follow him on instagram at skip to my luke underscore thank you